Hi, I'm Nigel. And I'm Tricia. And uh, we're both from Real Time Heart Based. And uh, today we're, we're just talking about the way the world uh, incentivizes, uh, you know, people, particularly in organisations, and, and what, what, how that might distort our behaviour in a way that may not actually be helpful. Um, now, for example, um, we have seen over the many years now how many CEOs are incentivized where they can, you know, significantly increase their baseline salary uh, with shares or, you know, financial significant bonuses based upon certain performance criteria. Often this criteria is, is profit, uh, price per share, uh, things that directly benefit shareholders. The, the, the issue is, Tricia, is that as we move through now, does that move us nearer or further away from what you might call a caring community? Um, and we, we've talked before about banks, for example, who are making significant profits, billions of dollars, um, and at the same time, perhaps they close branches or um, you know, shift away from personal service to people. And it's a, it's a question about you know, when we incentivize one person or a, a small group of people, what does that do for the rest of us? And in this time of, of high, you know, very high prices, inflation, we've seen some businesses approach this with great kindness and we've seen other businesses perhaps look at exploiting that and making even more profit. And if you look at some of the profits, the profits have increased in this time, you know, by you know five to ten to fourteen percent. These are significant profit increases at a time when people are suffering. And um, the question is really is what led to that? Is it is it greed? Is it the way people are incentivized? And if so. Where does caring for others or well-being of others come into that picture? Now, many people will say, we're in business. That's got nothing to do with it. But really, why not? Um, all the time we're, we're going to be organisations consisting of people. Why don't we want that personal part of it, the people part of it, to, to come to the fore? Instead of just, the, if you like, the machine approach of just less and less staff, more and more efficiency, less personal interaction and care. So um, in a way, we're, we're, we've been talking about this before, Tricia, about maybe the, you know, the qu first question is, is why do we incentivize people? Is their salary not enough for them to do their best job? Do we need to have such a big carrot at the other end? And often there is a significant pay scale for people at the top. So that, that's the first question. And if we do incentivise, how do we do that so that we don't create distortions where this person says, well, I'm going to get another $2 million if I hit this efficiency target. So I'll just close five more branches of a bank or I'll just lay off more people because I can get that profit. But of course, that's, that's only short-lived. Um, and... The people affected, the employees and potential customers, are affected even more. How do you mm. feel about it? Um, what I'd just like to say is that it's nearly like it's been an expectation that that's just the way it is. 
you know you, you start to hear about these prophets these people that um, you know we all hear it we hear it in the paper about these bonuses about this we start to normalize this as the way you know that's that's the way it is so it's nearly like when people go into these positions and expect that they nearly expect that um, and so it's difficult sometimes to break these cycles and these patterns of even organizational behavior um, and let alone I mean the organization you know is actually the people and, and so it's it's the people who have the, um, these expectations because that's how they see the world that's how they see this because that's how it's always been so um, so really these decisions that are made around this um, you know are by people who actually do expect this they're in the flow of this and sometimes it's it may I mean is it that you need more or is it that they're just part of the cycle of how things are done and the impact of that is well that that's not really what they're looking at mm. you know they're just looking at their own um, way of doing organization mm. way maybe not in the thread of looking at a bit broader mm. at the impact of that on the whole mm. of things and how transparent is it uh, you know uh, many organizations have incentive uh, schemes in place for employees at a certain level but how transparent is it and why only certain levels if 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 there is a belief in the system that oh people perform better when you give them a bonus for, for doing something extra then why not everybody surely if that belief is true so often it doesn't include all employees even though anybody in the organization can make a huge difference so in many ways uh, and the difficulty is if the if the um, targets that are set do not encompass uh, if you like a whole uh, well-being behavior there then it distorts that behavior by focusing only on a few things mm. that above all else we want you to achieve this which again takes away the human element in it all of yeah but uh, if I do that people suffer yeah but that increases profit that increases um, dividends and so on so what what we're saying is is m maybe if we look across the whole aspect of of businesses and the way everything works um, even in, in some government positions too our incentive programs have a belief system around them that people will perform better when when you dangle a big carrot at the other end um, but we don't apply that uniformly across everybody and secondly we are typically not comprehensive enough in the way we set these incentives to not distort the behavior towards less caring mm. and 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 actually maybe we need to ask ourselves whether whether incentivizing is actually harmful mm. harmful net harmful to others even the person who's been incentivized and to the world as a whole mm. well i think uh i mean that's that's i believe is a really good point because um often it puts people in a position where they're faced with a dilemma because if they um uh, don't reach you know a, a level that they receive their incentive you know I look at it in terms of what about if it's someone who 
you know, is struggling, family, you know, funds, um, you know, really needing some of those incentives and bonuses to survive, you know, to survive in their life. You know, quite often, you know, when you look at the survival versus, you know, um, what do they, they're facing a dilemma. Do I continue to do these behaviours that may not be in the caring for everyone, but I, then I can still get my incentives and my bonuses, which means my family survives and means that I can send my kids to school or do the things that I believe are important for my family. Or do I look at the whole? And I, 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 I look at actually this is this is not you know this is not a caring behaviour for, you know for me for others and the whole you know so, I'm faced with a dilemma, and so quite often you know it's the nature of the person in that dilemma. Which way are they going to go? Are they going to support this way or that way? Are they going to it? You know how are they going to deal with this particular dilemma they face? Yes, and so, you know, many organisations, for example, have policies about environment, about uh, safety and all these things. Um, however, uh, when, when we come down to bonuses that are paid on a, on a fairly narrow band of requirements, um, you know, how does that compromise um, all, the thing, all the other things that we might say we, we stand for? I mean, I've been in organisations that says our greatest asset are employees. And in many cases, as soon as profits are threatened, employees are laid off. Uh, and it, I mean, I've been in 700 different organisations throughout my, my life because I've done consulting and, and assessments and reviews and all sorts of things. And it's this ability to live the values that is actually really important, but often the incentives are not drawn from the values um, they're, they're not drawn in that way they're drawn from a narrower band of profit efficiency and so on um, and so we can only start to look at how this begins because if we're shareholders we've got to ask ourselves why why do we believe the incentives work and then only in a narrow higher level of of management uh, and and secondly uh, how comprehensive are these objectives and targets? Because if caring for ourselves, others and the planet isn't part of that, then we are, we're likely to make choices, as you said, Tricia, to get, I'm so close to my bonus, what have I got to do to get there? And we, we then end up with these behaviours where people can be laid off, branches can be closed, because that gets them over the line in the measurement of their of their performance, mm. and so there is there is hope here because when we understand that uh, caring, bring a caring organisation can still be a profitable one, but it can also create this sense of belonging with all the employees and everybody's involved in achieving the organisational goals, and we have transparency around incentives, then then there is hope that we can shift in a different direction than the one we're currently going in. And we're seeing this behaviour of very price, prices going up that hurts us all and then much higher profits. Uh, and, and those profits, there are some people who are clearly benefiting specifically from those profits, but there is net harm in it because everybody else is struggling 
to even make ends meet. Mm. Yeah, and um, I suppose it, with this shift, you know, if there can be this shift in how things are incentivized in accordance with values and things that are caring, um, we may see more um, people actually open up and express what they see might be an issue or a concern. Um, quite often, I, I know in organisations, you know, there are people in that organisation that hold the clue and the key to some really vital information about what could be helpful for improving the, um, you know, the, the environment, you know, or mm. the, the, the system. But there's never really an opportunity to express that. Um, so it may be a way of actually getting, as you said, more people involved when the intention is for the overall good, um, these voices may be heard a little bit more mm. and it may be a, a, a lot more holistic um, and less likely to get um, these deviations of behaviour that are, you know, that we don't want, more corrupt or, bull or different types of behaviours that we don't want to see in mm. organisations. You know, we don't want to discover later on that, you know, this has been happening. You know, rather organisations working towards this other mm. so that they're not found to be, you know, in a position where they have compromised someone or something for their own profit. Well, Tricia, we, ha we have um, uh, something called real-time heart-based organisation. And um, this is a way uh, that if organisations want to shift to a more living values approach, um, and bring this caring for employees, community and the environment and see that as a really worthwhile approach, uh, then we're very happy to receive um, any communication on this to see where to start with that. And uh, we can be reached on our email address, which is on our website. So anybody who'd like to talk to us about that, we're very happy to have a conversation.